Thank you for coming on today's podcast. Let's go ahead and pray with the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. AA is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. Thank you so much for coming out today. I pray that you had a great Thanksgiving weekend, that the turmoil were minimum. And remember, in the program, we have focus on God alone, not on individual members. If they didn't call you, they didn't text you, they didn't say hello, or you didn't call someone. Our main focus and love, where we get our watering well, is our higher power. That's the only approval that we should be concerned with. That's the only approval that I am concerned with is to be hooked up with my higher power. A lot of times it's it's natural as the sun and the air and we have privileged rights. We, But when, when the sun representing God or the air or your immunity system is, is lacking, you really get on the ball and get to hook get back with it. So I'm saying our most primary purpose is to stay focused with our higher power on step 11. We seek through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as he reveals himself to us and his power to carry those things out, to give us the desire to go further and over and beyond. Reading for today from November 30th from the 24-hour little book, the meditation part, it says, The eternal God is thy refuge. The eternal God is my comfort. The eternal God is my meeting. He is my sanctuary, my meeting that cares for my life. I can get away from the misunderstanding of others by retiring into my own place of meditation, but but from myself, from my senses of failure and weakness and deprivations, my shortcomings, where can I flee? I wither in that kind of situation. Only to the eternal God, my higher power, my refuge, my understanding, until that immensity of his spirit and love envelops my spirit, and then it, it loses the smallness and weakness that try to eat my lunch. And I come into harmony with him again and again in his power. We pray that we may lose our limitations in the immensity of God's love. We pray that our spirits may be in harmony with his spirits. Amen. Now remember that we have a slips. Slips in AA have been said they are not slips, but they're premeditated drunks because we have to think about a drink before we actually take one. The thought always comes before the act. It is suggested that people who should always get in touch with an AA before taking the first drink. The failure to do so makes it probable that they had decided to take a drink anyway. And yet the thoughts that come before taking a drink are often largely subconscious. People usually don't know consciously what made them do it. Therefore, the common practice is to call these things slips. (laughs) 
And my guard, and you know, uh, irritation is a slip. You know, and and uh, Elanon, any if you f- irritate and fall off the the wagon by screaming and yelling and losing hope, losing uh, conscious contact with your higher power, relying on other people and being disappointed, that's a slip. So we want to go ahead when we when we have irritation and negative feelings. Call, call someone in the program. Talk about it. Get it out. Don't let it fester. You know, that quiet action and walking and, and, and getting out there and doing physical action it will eliminate a lot of the irritation. You know, just walking and thanking God that the irritation had you caused walking. Walking eliminates or running or exercise at the gym or any kind of hiking will help irritate that and shout it out when you get a chance when you're in your car shout it out to god why do i have to go through this thing why is this situation like this you know i'm sick of it lord you know just really eating my lunch here hello can i get some help here you know just get it out there god can handle it actually he loves you more he hugs us more when we're at our real point you know when we had it with something you know, when I was in uh, in real estate, we went to a seminars, and we were all doing this uh, seminars. You know, there were every week, and there was a guy in there that kept slowing the the class down. You know, and Howard this, and Howard that, and Howard would scream out in the front, "I don't understand!" And he stopped the whole flow, and all of us say, "Oh, everybody would be cranky about Howard," you know. And, and uh, he, was, uh, he was from another country, and he was learning the uh, language. But when, when, when the year passed, and when we came to get uh, plaques, our office got a plaque for most list, listings. I put a lot of listings up, and the ratio of people in the office and the ratio of listings put us in a pretty good category. So they wanted to give us a plaque. So we all went to this banquet, and guess who? who was selling in the million-dollar range and got the top plaque? The guy who was asking all the questions, Howard. (laughs) And it was amazing, you know. Howard didn't care who was around him. He wanted to understand. So we don't care who's around us. We want to be hooked up with the Most High and be at ease with God, not with another person's approval. If we're looking and hurt feelings for another person's approval when we go into a meeting god's trying to teach us something he he knows that we're we're here for better things it's not the person's approval that we're looking for it's our own approval of uh poor me poor self-esteem that person is only helping me to be have rhinoceros skin and not worry about what another person is because there's going to be another one and another one another one we are in training ground to be the better to be and to prepare for future opportunities, guys. We need that rhinoceros skin. We don't need everybody's approval in that thing. Okay, we need to in the meetings. We need to speak our minds, you know. And I got a lot of work on that, you know. I I talk a good game right here, but when I come over there, I'll, I'll I think I'm giving mercy. But the fact is, you know, I need to speak more on the area of understanding and honesty you know for my 
for my betterment. I still haven't got a collapse on it. I think I, I respect too much. Give give a fool too much respect and it starts to eat you up, you know. You know, how to, how to attack a fool when a, a fool can't learn. And you got to deal with fools, you know, in your in your meetings. And you've got to protect. I think the Bible says that when the angels came to God, it says there's a lot of fools mixed in with the righteous people. And God said, shall we put, pluck them out now? The angel said. And, and God says, no, just wait to the end of the world and then we'll divide them then. Let them grow up together. So you have righteous people and you have foolish people mixed in. And that's just the way it is, folks. So the best way to do is to be filled with literature. If you're filled with literature, fools don't eat your lunch. You're full of love. When you're full of God's words, the Bible, grapevines, AA book, stories, the uh, the irritation of t tearing someone's head off, it's not there. You know, you're just... You're just more, you have to have compassion for them. Some people are not able to learn. And we are. We are because we can see it. We're able to learn because we get irritated with foolish people that say the same thing over again. And, they, they, you know, their agenda is to destroy. It's just the same thing as alcohol. To, to disrupt, kill, destroy, and, and make angry. If, if, you, if they can get... Your focus on them, they have done what the, the evil one would want us to do. To get our focus on them, instead of get our focus off of God's words, of what God is doing, and get our focus off God's love. So, thank you, God. It's a practice. It's a practice that we go, we forgive. You know, you forgive. You say the serenity prayer for them. You go to page 552. You read and you pray for them. That they will be blessed, even if you don't do want it. You pray for them for two weeks for their health, their prosperity, their happiness. Even though if you don't mean it, just go ahead and do it anyway. Do it anyway for 14 days, and you will see how, after a while, you'll start to mean it and care for it and relax, and you're going to get the same, because the blessing has to come through you, to go through them. Amen. All right, thank you so much for coming on today's reading. Let's go and pray out with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. All right, let's go ahead and do the serenity prayer for this meeting. Say, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I can change. The courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. You know, we used to say the set-aside prayer. Um, Lord, I set aside everything I think I know about you, 
myself, my fellow man, and this program for a fresh new revelation, a new idea in Jesus' name. Amen. The other prayer is the supply prayer. When you need something, God says, I know what you need, kid. Just relax. So so we have to open the door from the inside out to get the supply ready. So this is God help us in our sobriety today. Help us to receive the supply. Even though the supply is not here yet, the supplies will come if we should have it. And we all agree that we should have it. It will surely come. Amen. That is an amazing situation, and I'm having supplies coming in left and right. You know, supplies are showing up. You know, UPS, I get the wrong package. I got to go to a wedding, and a wrong package comes from UPS. And guess what? It, I was trying some pants earlier, and I couldn't find any pants that would, that would help me. And the wrong package came in, and they were exactly what... Anna had ordered some kind of bras or something, and they sent her some men's pants from Amazon. <laughs> and they fit me, and it was skinny jeans, it was my size, and it was exactly what I needed for the wedding. Now, you tell me that's not that's a coincidence. That when I was in Hawaii, I asked, I asked God for another seven days, and we got seven days in uh, Waikiki at the Royal Hilton, way up on the 21st floor, in the, you know, where the... $3,000 a day places are, even though ours was about five $600 a day, but we didn't pay that. You know, our host had a, a med club thing. I'm just saying that is the words that we say into the future and what it's, it's what our lives are, are guided by. So I'm going to read the little 24 hours ahead. Some of you guys are listening in or checking in. God bless you. Today's 24-hour little book has, has to do with uh, uh, one, audience of one. In other words, the only person that we have to have, to have good vibes with is our higher power, not another person. I don't know if any of you get pissed off and no one gets a hold of you or a salutes you or, or shows your respect. But you know, your our only uh, atmosphere should be the that our our step eleven, that through our, we seek through cautious contact, our contact with God as we understand Him, praying only for knowledge of His friendship, of His knowledge for us and the power to carry that out. You know, He would give us the desires and head in the right place for the right things in the right situations. You know, uh, December 10, 24-hour book says, to the extent that if I fail in my responsibility, AA fails. To the extent that I succeed in AA, AA succeeds. Every failure of mine will set back AA, work to the extent. Every success of mine will put AA ahead. I shall not wait to be drafted for service to others, but I shall volunteer. I shall accept, accept every opportunity to work for AA, as a challenge, I should do my best to accept every challenge and perform my task as best I can. Amen. You know, I'm going to go pick up someone this morning, and I'm going to take coffee to the uh, to the meeting. I don't have to go to this meeting. I don't have to take coffee. I don't have to pick the guy up. It's my day off, but I'm going to do it anyway because God shows up in the meeting and 
and the meeting goes over the top. You know, people are, you know, I'm reading the wrong one. I'm reading December the 30th. <laughs> I, read, I just read this. You would think I would know the, the information. Meditation for the day. It says the eternal God is our ultimate friendship, friend. He is our friend, a friend. Oh, there's, there's Alan. The eternal God is our refuge. In other words, God is the number one friend that we have to keep that audience up in AA. Without God's friendship, we, uh, we choke on the bat. I know I do. Without God's, and some a lot of times we we don't notice His presence. Hi, Ellen. Oh, Ellen came and he left. I guess he's having a hard time logging in. But uh, you know, without God's presence in our lives or friendship, a lot of times He's there and we don't even notice it. He's there like the air. He's there like the sunshine. You know. And um, have, have any of you ever been disconnected from God? How did you feel when being disconnected from God? How does it feel to be disconnected from your Father in Heaven and you know He's not there? It's it's empty, it's void, and you're the one who partied too much and you got away from God. And, and I mean, I know I had that feeling. I had that feeling when I was drinking and brawling and God left, left my presence. And it was until I gave him, came back into AA, I got his presence again. And every once in a while, I have to ask God, are you listening? Are you still there? God, are you there? <laughs> when I used to drive truck, CB, the, I, I would be, in. A, I was just a young 22, 23-year-old guy driving semi going cross country. And I was buddied up with another guy, but I couldn't see him. You know, the CB would carry three, four miles. And, and I said, breaker, breaker, you know, this is so-and-so, are you there? He goes, I'm right here. He goes, just stay on, you're right on the money. And every hour or two, I'm breaking, breaking, because I was just hysterical, out of my mind, trying to figure out where the other truck was at. I didn't see him, but he was always there in the speaker to guide me. I don't know about you guys, but I thank God for alcohol and drugs. It left me... Uh, trembling and afraid and and but when I'm closer to my God I know I I have that eternal water in my refuge my sanctuary my spirit envelops and I have a good day so that's a good thing you know I don't have to run to the booze for that I used to run to the booze to fulfill my day all right, okay, anybody want to uh, chime in on that, on what I just said? We'll start with a, our guy, Alan, the last shall be first. Have you ever been away from God, and how does it feel? Give me your version on that, please. If you can, I don't know if you're working or what. Okay. Sometimes you got to figure out, if you have a new phone, I get lost, and I don't know how to press the buttons on this thing, so. Okay, let's, let's move on to uh, Rick. Rick, have you ever been disconnected from God? Let me uh, unmute you here. All right, Rick, get up. 
Yeah, Rick, you've been disconnected from your higher power. How does it feel? I'm disconnected by myself. I've disconnected myself from my higher power. I know my higher power will never disconnect me. Uh, it's very lonely. It's very uh, desolate. You know, it's it's like uh, it's like being in the dark without any lights or anything. You know, it's like walking with your hands, trying to feel what's what's coming next. It's hard. It's hard. How long were you in that stage? How long was I like that? Yeah. Well, probably, probably a couple of months. Right. It's been a while. It's been a long time. But I've been that way. So how do you stay connected today? Through you? Through, <laughs> through church? Through, through reading and reading the Bible? Amen. And we know that we, from experience, we know there's, we get dry up, man. We start to wither, man, without, without conscious contact with God, our primary purpose. <clears throat> Amen. All right. How about, how about Alan? How do you stay hooked up to you, to your peace of mind with your higher power, Alan? How about the dude? <clears throat> Is the dude there? Sean, <laughs> I know Sean's working. He probably can't hang on. I'm here. So have I ever felt disconnected from God? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, especially, I mean, especially when I was my alcoholism and my addiction. Uh, uh, certainly. I mean, you know, to be honest, though, you know, there was times when my addiction that uh, <laughs> I got down on my knees and prayed and cried and stuff like that for sure. But, uh, you know what, I, I, there's still days where I feel disconnected from God, you know, I mean, and, uh, just, uh, it's a daily reprieve, I guess, where I, where I have to pray to God and ask him for my will, for my life, and I try to, try to talk to him, but, uh, you know, it's, it happens, it can still happen today where I feel disconnected, but, uh, I don't know. You know, does that it, make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're, it's, it's a good thing, you know, because it keeps nip, yeah. nipping at our heels, either the disease we get, you know, God gives us that, that peace of mind for today, that I'm in yeah. the right place, headed in the right direction with the right friendship, the right fellowship, uh, with the right set of problems that are nipping me. I'm making my heart strong, you know. Uh, and I don't, I don't need anybody's approval, but God, you know, it's sometimes when we try to get approval from people, get a high five or somebody in a meeting and someone didn't say hi to us, and oh, that son of a blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, right. that, uh, so we we got to have rhinoceros skin and say, you know, thank you, God. The only you, I know you're testing me. My only uh, focus is to you and to hear your word, to hear a word that you have for me, a word of direction, a word of peace. You know, and he'll just constantly. If I get self-pitying, he'll he'll communicate to me all the way down to my self-pity level, and 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 I've done it so many times. I know I don't have to go down there because I'll hear God is there, you know. So just shake it off, you know, and move on and take the hit. Thank God for the hit, and, and don't reminisce on the hits you know, in life. You know, you're gonna, we're going to get hit, but we keep moving forward with this program. Amen. So, uh, anything ha funny happened to you on the way to your meeting? To your 
Me? Yeah. I'm going to wait for my meeting? <laughs> Not really. No. Nothing. I don't know. I'm hoping my uh, DCFS case closes today. It's supposed to close today. Well, right on, man. So that's, that's a, yeah, so that's, we'll pray for that. Yeah. A long time coming, man. We'll see. She texted me yesterday and said, hopefully today. So. Wonderful. You, you tell him, thank God. Just kick him in the butt, man, and, and you're, yeah. good, you're good Absolutely. to go. I'm going to give her a call at about 9.30 or 10 to check in and make sure she didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> a, good mor- a good morning will help. All right, let's yeah, go ahead and... Per- I called her like three times yesterday. She finally texted me at uh, like 4.30 in the afternoon. I couldn't get through to her. So she texted me and said, hopefully today. So I, I'll call her again this morning just to make sure that uh, it's the first thing she does today. <laughs> wow, man. Well, I that... don't want to bug her, though. I'm a little worried I'm going to be bugging her, but I don't know. I figured. And and, and you're not going to have to check in anymore? You're free as a bird? I'm, I'm free as a bird, man. As soon as I'm done, as soon as I'm complete. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Keeping my fingers crossed that it does happen today, but you no, know, I. Amen. My, it's good. Yeah. So. God bless them. They do it. Maybe cut loose. <laughs> yeah. They do it. It's, it's been over a year since they've been in my life. Wow. Yeah. I talked to. I heard you talking to them on the phone once. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they they came they came over to my house I think in October of last year, and uh, you know I. I I went to Teen Challenge for like thirty, like twenty days, and I left. And then when I left Teen Challenge, you know, I got into a little bit more trouble. Not too bad, but uh, on December twelfth of last year, I uh, I quit. And uh, you know what? In about two, a little less than two weeks, I'll have a I'll have a year. Pretty cool. Wow. Okay. Well, we make sure we That's- we hit a lot of meetings, and uh, if you come to the park, we'll make sure we we'll have a special cake for you. It's a great accomplishment. Yeah. You know. Well, I'll be there. I'll be there for my birthday for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have a special. I'm gonna I'm gonna do two meetings that night. I, I do a Narcotics Anonymous meeting too on Friday night sometimes. So oh, that's great. That's wonderful, man. I'm fired up. I love I love the programs. I love the programs. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I do this every morning with you. So. <laughs> That's right. We we check in and we high five. Yeah. We high five our higher power. All right, let's go. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and pray. I'll let you go back to your machinery there. All right. Cool. God, grant me the serenity God, to accept the, the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Keep coming Amen. back. See you tomorrow. God will. Take care, Sean. Bye, bye, everyone. God bless you. All that basically because uh, uh, I was not willing to submit to God's will at the time. So you uh, you said that God that you you didn't give God permission for you to be born. Yeah. Do you think that there's... That was my attitude at the time. <laughs> yeah. Because right. I was selfish. You know. that we, the kids tell that to their parents all the time. Yeah. I didn't ask you to be born. Yeah. What about me? Or something, you know, in that nature. But I think I... I don't know if I ever said that too, you know. But uh, that's right. a general consensus throughout the world. I wasn't asked to be born. And here I am. I wasn't asked to be in this family or whatever. I remember feeling like that a lot as a child, and I carried it over into adulthood, except with adulthood, uh, you gained more, um, I would say knowledge, but 
you, you just gain more life experience, I suppose. And uh, it kind of taints things when there's no God. Always kind of pointing out the negative of everything and everybody. Not realizing that they're God's kids and so am I. And they have feelings, they have thoughts, they have families. And who am I to be critical of them? When here I am with a boatload of character defects and flaws and, and all that. Point, pointing out others' uh, shortcomings. So, in a way, uh, when I kind of had this that personal revelation that, hey, you know what, what I just repeated about God's kids, you know, they're just trying hard too. Like someone behind the counter at a retail store, they're not, they're not moving fast enough for me. And damn it, they better. But uh, for some reason, there was some poor kid behind the counter just trying to, you know, earn a living. And in the process, they were trying to help me, not purposely delay my day. And I just thought, you know what, that poor soul. And there's a line behind me too. When when she gets done with me, she's gonna have to deal with them. So go easy on her, you know? And uh, for some reason, that, that particular moment has, has stuck with me whenever I find myself getting a little uh, edgy or, or impatient with other people. They're not, they weren't living up to my expectations. So what was the question again? Let's go back what the question was. Have you ever been disconnected from God? Or how did you feel? What was your lowest level? I guess that's what I'm looking for. Was it dark and 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 like a abyss and no one there? Uh that's a good way to describe it. Well, there was someone there. Me. <laughs> Uh, and I didn't like what me was telling me. <laughs> and uh, me telling me what to do. <laughs> there, there's a quote. It's like giving, uh, giving me power over me is like giving car keys and whiskey to teenage boys. Wow, what a good, That's, great uh, quote. What a great so quote. So that's usually what happens. Yeah, you give me the keys to that car and and give me the green light to do whatever I want. Me and the car will be probably be wrapped around a tree or the car will be an impound and I'll be in a jail cell or a junk tank. Yeah, I'll I take the rear end on that car, man. And just... uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, with, uh, without God, it was uh, just living day to day and thinking, oh, yeah, one day uh, I'm going to retire rich. By the Oh, yeah, my big plan was I was going to die before 30, uh, a rich and famous rock star. But one problem. <laughs> I can't play any instruments. <laughs> I could play kazoo. Maybe piano and drums. But when, 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 uh, Just getting back, my dream is to maybe one day pick up the saxophone again. Clarinet. <clears throat> I did a little bit in junior high school for one semester. And I, I wish I would have kept it up. Now that I'm looking for hobbies, I go, wow, well, maybe I can go back and, and start over again and learn how to read music again. That's just another goal of mine, right? Bucket list. Yeah, yeah. bucket list. So thank you very much for, uh, this is going to go on the podcast, uh, the information, because uh, we had all the guys this morning answer that. So I'm going to oh. tuck it right in back of it, and then I'm going to tuck your reading. You read a couple of stories from Emotional Sobriety, The Next Frontier, and we talked about those two stories, how how well they 
they they describe our our dilemma that we're alcoholics are across the board they have the same you know heart to accept love we got to do things for ourselves god says i will do for you what you can't do for yourself and to ex start accepting that is a tough situation too it's hard it takes patience a lot of it sometimes but um it was worth it. And I used to think it was all lip service at meetings when people would say, oh, I prayed for this, but I got something that was beyond my wildest dreams. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, the first, the, God's little gifts and answers to prayers started trickling in little by little. And I thought, wow, this is something. You know, it was actually, and it was more than I expected. It was better. It actually happened to you. Yeah, uh, many wow. times in the last wow. few years. Well, under the umbrella of the the dome of the AA fellowship, those starting to happen when we were we were together in unison with others, right? Yeah. In the program, had to had to go through hell to get to the point of being patient with people. Uh, so, and and then I, I don't recommend going out and screwing your life up only to uh, surrender to God later and then expect all these great things, you know raining down from the heavens upon you. Yeah, there's consequences uh, that you, follow you, us. In my case, I had to be patient. I had to do a little footwork, which included a lot of phone work. Um, I can include, I'll, I'll use my uh, credit rating as an example. I'm in rehab, nothing to do. So I checked out my free credit report. Uh, it was suggested I do this, that, the other thing, which I did. My credit was uh, in the low 400s at the time. And now, yeah, you too, huh? And now, just little by little, chipping away at little debts, I'm now in the mid-700s. Whoa. So. My, my, my. It, uh, it did take That's a lot of patience. That's amazing. And with all the credit they're offering me, it takes a lot of restraint. Wow. To say, oh, I got a credit card. I can go fly to Istanbul or Maui or wherever I want. You're somebody today. I could if I want. <laughs> But I choose to not because to me, uh, vacations like that are earned. So, Amen. Thank you. Uh, That's the hardest thing for me to control with money, property, and prestige. And when I I came into the program and I saw people restrained from those things and alcohol and exaggerated living, it got my attention. I said, "Well, maybe I can do this," you know. And to this point. You know, we had a lot of failures, but we're, we we get right back on the, uh, the, okay, let's see how we can whip this one, and we're whipping it. We're we winning the game of credit cards. You know, there's there's mm -hmm. light. A lot of temptation all over the place. Yeah, so we're, we cut up the cards. We'll go ahead and apply for them, and then we'll cut them up uh, just to see how much they give us. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised how much credit they've expended me. But um, like I said, part of the patience was, was it, it was suggested just be willing. Just be willing. Willing. So Amen. So though willing that's... to take suggestion. It was suggested you just do what you got to do, give it to God, and just wait patiently. That's your eight and nine step. Be willing to make restitutions, amends, even to your own self to fix your credit, right? To go... Don't, throw, don't say it's impossible. It is possible. It is very possible. But you being willing... Now, uh, on a, kind of on a related note, 
the book, the title of this book we read from was Emotional Sobriety, The New Frontier. Mm -hmm. Well, I realized, uh, okay, I took a lot of the, ex I took care of the external problems, debt, personal apologies, etc. But now, it's like there's, I'm waging a war within, and it basically is an, emo uh, an emotional thing. Okay, yeah, I did what a man's supposed to do, took responsibility for my debts, but yet I still act like a, a, a teenage boy, or, or a drunk teenage boy. And um, so th that's, I guess, my new frontier, you know? <laughs> I know, and we're willing. So, yeah, and as they say, it is an inside job. What did we hear? Went to an AA meeting, and I heard the lady say, uh, what can I do best or good today, or what can I do right this day? Like, like just get 1% better today. And I thought about that. I said, what one thing I can do today to better myself than, than yesterday? Right. Well, I, I probably, but, uh, like step 10 is something you do the night before. And I guess if you carry that over, say, okay, got rid of yesterday's baggage. So now I guess you wake up with this feeling of like the Boy Scout motto, do a good deed every day. Wow. And you don't have to move mountains. You can just simply hold a door open for someone or smile or compliment someone on their, you know, their jacket or their hairstyle or, or their car. You know, Amen. everyone Amen. needs their, everyone needs, I don't know if it's an ego stroke, but a lot of people feed off of that in a positive way. What, what was it again? The, the mantra? The uh, Boy Scouts? Oh. I do something good do, for somebody today? I promise to do my duty. I don't remember. I promise to do my duty and do a good deed every day, in a nutshell, and I'm paraphrasing. Wow. Amen. But so be it. Well, Google, Google it. Boy Scout motto. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Patrick. Have a Not great time, well. and what, let's, let's listen to those two readings you did earlier. The torture. <laughs> thank you. I don't like my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings. My name is Patrick and I'm an alcoholic. Today is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. Today I'll be reading from Emotional Sobriety, The Next Frontier. And what these stories are, they're excerpts from uh, AA's grape, monthly Grapevine publication. Start this one off with an article called The Ability to Love, dated 19, May 1962. Since my first day in AA, I have been hearing about love and as manifested in our fellowship. I heard the members talk about the privilege of making 12-step calls, the love they felt for drunks. I sat through these meetings nursing the shame that I didn't always feel this. In trying to work the honesty part of the program, I had to admit that I did not always like to call on drunks and that I had little tolerance or patience with them. I accepted the calls because I had been taught from the beginning that my sobriety depended on it. There was also an element of fear. If I refused to take calls, I would be criticized by the group and their approval was of utmost importance to me. When I had to call on a particularly long bottom alcoholic, I sometimes felt actual revulsion. This honest evaluation of my feelings was as far as I can get. I was filled with guilt and self-loathing because of my attitude. 
I tried discussing this with one or two other members, but they didn't seem to understand. I finally got to the point where I couldn't tolerate the word love because I thought I could not experience it. I couldn't believe that others could. I called them phonies. I cried that they were decorating the word, practicing cheap emotionalism. I noted that Christ had commanded us to love one another. I reasoned that if it was a commandment, then it must be a thing that could be willed. At this point, I decided I must be hopeless. The more I willed it, the more elusive it became. I have always found beauty in the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. I've heard it referred to many times in our literature and meetings and carried a copy of it in my wallet. One day while reading this prayer, the full realization of its meaning began to come through to me. This saintly man was praying to God that it be granted that he seek to love more than to be loved. Not that he expressed love to its fullest, not that he expressed it at all, not that he seek it completely, but only that he seek it more than he sought to be loved. Hope began to grow in me. I suddenly realized that there was a man who had lived through the same experience as I, reaching across the centuries to me. The hard core of my guilt began to disintegrate, and there came to my mind what I have always considered as two key words in AA, willingness and grace. I must become willing to seek to love more than I sought to be love and ask God's grace in granting this. We are our desires. If I begin to desire the ability to love, so would it be granted. Slowly, very slowly, I began to feel a stirring within my soul. Meetings seemed to have a greater depth. I began to feel a new emotion towards the newcomer. Twelve-step calls were indeed a privilege. I began to feel... Love? Could this be love? Yes. I remember that there are degrees of everything, because I had not that felt that great love for mankind as expressed by a Schweitzer or a Gandhi. I thought I was incapable of any love. The old alcoholic perfectionism. Now, when I attend meetings, it no longer bothers me to hear the members speak of love. I am not sitting alone with guilt and shame. I am sharing, I belong. I am part of the group, God, grant me that I continue to seek not to, so much to be loved as to love. That is from Anonymous in Lexington, Kentucky. Part two of our readings is titled Miracles to Go, and that's dated August 1997. I remember the best AA meeting I ever attended. It was in a western town, a noon meeting in an old building next to the railroad tracks. Where else? <laughs> I was new and not talking it. I hunkered down on the dilapidated couch, comfortable from years of use. My hat pulled low. Cigarette smoke hung from the ceilings. Sunbeams streamed at an angle, landing on very old wood floor. And the coffee was strong. The meeting began as usual, and a man was called upon to read how it works. He began to read very slowly. Rarely have we seen. I thought this is going to take forever. They should get another person to read, but they didn't. I looked at the big man slowly, struggling to speak each word. His face was scarred and pockmarked. His hands were like mitts. He must have weighed close to 300 pounds. One agonizing word after another and how it works trickles out. The meeting was to end promptly at 1 p.m. It was 
Then 12.40. Everyone was silent. No one got up. Forty of us each had our own thoughts. For the first time, I'd noticed how many times the word honesty was mentioned in How It Works. At 12.45, a wave of something invisible fell over me. I knew I belonged. If there was an answer here for this man, there was going to be one for me. That hour showed me AA at its best. Unconditional love and sincere hope that progress in our lives can happen. At 12.50, the basket came around. The man was still slowly reading. Everyone had tearful eyes, including me. Who can dispute that a miracle happened that day? This man, who, I later learned, had spent a hard life in prison, finished the last word of how it works at 12.58. We all stood and held hands and finished simply with the Lord's Prayer. Amen. And that was from Norm N. Cedarridge, Colorado. Good morning, loved ones. God bless you. Welcome to today's morning podcast. I'm over here by a fire, crackling in the background. Beautiful, cold day. Got my coffee, got my friends around me, got more books that I'm going to be able to handle and read. Let's go ahead and dive in to see what God is telling us today. Um, We're going to start off with uh, December 1st, the uh, 12 and 12th. Excuse me, the little 24-hour book. Let's go ahead and open it up with a prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The fellowship is comprised of full of people that want to help people. People helping people help themselves help people. Help, help, help. I hope you are in good spirits this morning, that God has blessed you, and just shake it off. Whatever it was yesterday, it was a productive day, it was not a productive day, shake it off. But uh, go ahead and give me three things you would like to accomplish today, and three things you'd like to accomplish this week. All right? Make through, don't make it too hard on yourself. Okay, you got the three things for today? I'll tell you mine. Go to the gym. Eat properly. Read. Okay? That's, those are my three things for today. <clears throat> my three things for next week, for one week from now, is clean out, mop, and disinfect the patio, which is just dusty. Get rid of that old refrigerator and put in the new one. Laugh, laugh more. Make yourself laugh. Comedies, dog ventures, something. Think of good things. Okay, that's four. All right, a 24-hour little book, eighth off for the day. I'm going to go to the second paragraph. It says, having sympathy and compassion for all who are in temptation, a condition that we are sometimes in, we have a responsibility toward them. Sympathy always includes responsibility. Pity is useless because it does not have a remedy for the need. But wherever our sympathy goes, our responsibility goes too. 
When we are moved with compassion, we should go to the one in need and bind up their wounds as best we can. All right, let me go ahead and pray for you. There might be somebody that's going out there. Uh, I have a prayer request. I have a son that's got some kind of uh, bloated legs. I said probably because he's not eating enough greens, not enough potassium. Bloated, I mean, he's got rash. It looks like bees bitten him on the bottom of the legs down something like, uh, you know, it's real red and rash. So he... uh, Name is Anthony. Let's go ahead and pray for him. And I'm going to include any of your children, any of you in it. All right, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our children. We thank you for the our, our friends, the loved ones that are in the vicinity of my voice. Lord, I ask that you send your angels to heal them. Send your word like you said, Lord. You are their shepherd. They shall not want. Lord, you make them lie down in green pastures and lead them besides the still waters. Lord, you restore their souls with grounding them and taking all that anxiety out of them by having them rest. Lord, you hold them in the cup of your hands, Lord God, how that nothing evil can touch them. Hold the, the audience, hold our children in your hands, Lord. We give them unto you, Lord, that you may protect them, heal them, make them come alive, restore them to their right minds and their right health and settings. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So be it. Be fixed up. Our next reading is from uh, Elnon, December 1st. The meetings were the first place I've been in a long time where people invited me back. And after listening to my woes, I'm so grateful they did because the meetings was my last hope. I thought that I would kill myself if I didn't do something about the alcoholism in my family. Later, when members of the group asked me to make coffee, I was happy to do anything to repay them for their love. Yet no payment was required. They loved me whether I was involved in service or not even when I couldn't love myself. Elanon is the only thing in my life that I've been dedicated to, the only thing I ever felt consistently good at. As I do service work, I see myself accomplishing things, giving, receiving, growing. I see my progress. As I learn to learn, and as the lessons become part of me, I take them into all areas of my life. Today, I like to think that I, I get to take an active part in the growth of Elanon through service. I'm not doing Elnon a favor. Elnon is doing me one. I actually, I actually thrills me to remember that I'm allowed to take part. You let me. Today's reminder: listening, hearing, thinking, and reading about a spiritual waking are fine, but if I really want this gift, there is something I can do about it. I can get involved. Amen. And with that, I want to thank you so much for coming in today's reading. Uh, Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. Keep coming back.